Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the opportunity that we have to come together. Lord, we know uh, we've had many prayer requests already this morning. We pray for Brother Orr's and for the uh, medical challenges that he's facing, and we pray that you would be with him. We and that you would provide strength, encouragement, and uh, for him and Sister Martine. Uh, we pray for the Rubik family and for the Medina congregation and uh, Brother Tom also and the uh, challenges that they are facing at this time. We pray for uh, Jim and his uh, surgery for Monday, that you would be with him, that you would be with uh, the doctors that uh, provide advice and operate on him and that you would guide their hands and provide for a good outcome. We pray that you would be with uh, Sister Hannah and encourage her and also for Laura and JP at this time. And we pray that you would be with us. And we pray also for the uh, believers from the Coconut Creek congregation that have, are joining us today uh, virtually. And we pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would bless us. We pray that that uh, somehow that you would uh, take your scriptures, that you would expose them, that you would provide the right word for us today, and I pray that you would help me to be moved by your spirit and open to your spirit's leading and whatever you would, would give for us today. We're thankful most of all for the gift of your son, Jesus. We're thankful for his shed blood on the cross. We're thankful for the opportunity that you give to each one who would trust, who would come in faith in Jesus' blood to come to you and experience new life and a personal relationship with you. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I don't know exactly... Uh, um, I'm still uh, working on my my faith here too as a uh, as a minister, and uh, Josh and uh, Josh was over last night, and we had a lot of discussions about faith in the Bible class lesson, and I was really inspired by uh, by uh, the lesson this morning, and so um, I'm going to go back to Hebrews 11 this morning, um, based on the the discussion in Bible class, and because uh, something really, really struck me um, about Hebrews 11 that I, I don't think we talk about often, and uh, so again, I'm sorry if this is uh, is a very, uh, very common scripture, um, but I'm going to read the whole thing and uh, pray that the Lord will provide. Uh, additional insight into this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, 
and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when he was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received, had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyeth the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were passed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, 
quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, turn to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So what really impressed me today was uh, a lot of times we read this chapter and we really concentrate, concent, concentrate here on the first, uh, the first 34 and a half verses about all these wonderful things that faith wrought and how all of these, these uh, believers, these, these uh, Paradons, these, virtu these virtuous men of faith and women of faith in the Old, Old Testament, how you know, the Lord worked through them and wrought us great things in their lives. But today, um, I'd like to look at the, uh, the rest of the verses. And uh, starting with verse 35, again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asundered, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. So towards the end of our Bible class today, you know, we, we started talking about, you know, what about when, uh, you know, God doesn't answer our prayers as, as expected. And I think for us as Christians, you know, when that happens, that can be a, a, big, uh, a big challenge in our lives. Um, you know, I, I also remember when Aunt Jenny was, uh, was diagnosed and, uh, how optimistic we were at the time and how much we prayed. And, um, you know, uh, I was, you know, it was, uh, it was very difficult to accept um, for me personally, you know, when, when she, she passed away because I was very, uh, I was very confident at the outs outset that, you know, that there was going to be a different outcome. And... Uh, if we look at the God's word, though, we see that uh, faith does not promise us the outcome that we want. And 
you know, in some ways I think, you know, that those of us that have uh, been, were born here in uh, post, post-depression, post-war uh, America, that, you know, we have, have uh, kind of a, uh, uh, I don't know, perhaps an overly, uh, overly rosy view of faith or of life in, 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 in general, you know, um, my, my parents' generation, they were born in the Great Depression. They, they uh, grew up in that time period. They, they saw that. They dealt with that. Um, and in the post-war war boom, in, in, in my, uh, my grandfather or my, my great-grandfather um, had a farm, um, and it was very uh, prosperous before the Depression. And uh, they, uh, they lost the farm, and uh, my uh, great-grandfather had uh, went out uh, uh, during the, the prosperous 20s, the roaring 20s, which they tell us are coming back here potentially, oh, for better or for worse. Um, uh, just remember that the, uh, the uh, end of the, just what happened, remember, remember what happened at the end of the, the roaring 20s, right? The Depre- Great Depression. But uh, anyway, uh, it was a very prosperous time uh, financially. Uh, the farm was going well for my great-grandfather, and he went out, went down to the local car dealer, and uh, his sons were also in the farming business with him, and he negotiated this great deal on, I believe, uh, uh, three to four uh, cars, one for each son, right? Well, of course, these cars were, were uh, uh, financed. So the uh, Great Depression hit, and... Uh, uh, my great great grandfather, my great grandfather lost the farm, and uh, my uh, grandfather uh, had uh, ended up with twelve children. I don't know if he had ten or ten or eleven by that point already. And my grandfather was was uh, forced to uh, rent and go work work on somebody else's farm, and he had this wonderful car loan. And so in family lore, we call this the 20-year the car loan because uh, my grandfather eventually paid off that, year, that car loan 20 years later, after the car of, long after, of course, the car had expired um, and uh, expired. And, uh, you know, so I guess my, my point is, though, that I want to say is that the, the, the point is, is that uh, sometimes, you know, we say, you know, if you're a believer, you have faith, you know, good things are going to happen. You're going to be successful, uh, you know, materially. You're going to be successful, you know, in life. You're going to have, find a great spouse and, you know, uh, everything's going to, you know, you're just going to have a beautiful, it's a beautiful, it's a wonderful life, right? So, um, but here we see that, uh, you know, if we, look, if we look at the Bible as a whole, we see that that's not always true. You know, we see that there are very uh, difficult things that the, the believers of old went through. Um, here it talks about one being sawn asundered uh, in Jewish, uh, uh, the, in the Jewish tradition. This is thought to be Isaiah. You know, we see how Isaiah was filled with the Spirit, how he had all these, the beautiful vision of, of the Christ child being born and was able to experience all these great things. And yet, uh, the, the Jewish tradition is, is that he was the one that was sawn asunder, that was uh, sawn asunder, and this is perhaps what, what uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews, uh, whether it be the Apostle Paul or someone else, is uh, alluding to here. 
And uh, again, you know, we see, uh, look at uh, David's friend Jonathan. Look how much Jonathan and David loved each other. Look how Jonathan, uh, you know, Jonathan was going to support David. You know, just they had this, this agreement, and yet, you know, in the final battle with, with uh, Saul and Jonathan, uh, lost their, their lives, and David was exalted to be king, right? And you always wonder, well, you know, why, why did that have to happen? You know, Jonathan, obviously, his heart was in the right place. He knew that God's will was for David to be king, and he was willing to, to personally, you know, to step aside and to, uh, you know, to allow that to, to happen, and, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's difficult sometimes, and we, we uh, from the pulpit here, we like to talk about, you know, all the great things that God has done, all the, the experiences in our lives where the Lord has come through for us, and perhaps sometimes it's difficult to, uh, it's difficult to, uh, um, for us to express the opposite, and, uh, you know, Josh kind of challenged me last night, you know, and said, you know, we, we always, we always, we like to share the stories about, you know, the, um, you know, the, the you know, these, the stories were, you know, like I shared last week, you know, how, you know, the Lord led me to Syracuse and, and how, you know, um, you know, Evelyn and I got married and, you know, what a wonderful blessing that's been. And yet, um, so w- with that challenge in mind, I am going to step back. And it, the uh, Evelyn told me that I'm never, never allowed to repeat a story up here. So I, I got another. I got about another hour's worth of of uh, praying for a wife stories to milk. But um, I'm soon going to run out. But I do want to step back, and I want to tell you about uh, BCE, or at least uh, BE before Evelyn. I want to tell you about the experience I made that made that experience possible. So I was a young man, and I was fresh out of college. And I had a job, and uh, I was thinking about, you know, I don't know, I was thinking about my career, and I was interested in going back to school. And, you know, my mom, my mom came to me, and she said, you know, why you're, you're thinking about this? And well, my mom was always big on having grandchildren before she got too old, because she was 30 years old when she married my dad, and uh, so she was always concerned that she was going to pass away before any of her, her uh, sons had grandchildren. Anyway, her, you know, my mom came to me, and she said, well, maybe, you know, maybe you should really consider praying about getting married, you know, instead of looking at more education. And so I, I, I don't know, I was literally like, the mom, no, my, <laughs> go away, go away. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm happy right now. I finally survived my college years. I got a job. You know, my life is great. You know, dad takes me to work every morning, drops me off at Caterpillar, you know, and, and I'm working mostly nine, to, mostly nine to five, and I'm getting paid at a above average wage here in our area, and, uh, you know, things are pretty good with that, and uh, got a great career ahead of me, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, careers are funny things. Um, anyway, so I thought, well, after a while, you know, I thought, well, you know, maybe this is the Lord speaking through my mom to me. I better at least pray about this, right? So I started praying about getting married, and, um, 
and you know I, I, uh, I you know so our 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 uh, our uh, prototype so to speak you know a couple a year or two before this um, brother uh, Richard Jankov has get, given his his testimony at uh, camp at Eastern Camp about you know how you know he had prayed for over a year before he asked uh, Sister Marty to marry him and you know so this was was kind of a prototype and I thought well you know I really I really you know want to be dedicated to the Lord and if I'm dedicated to the Lord right I'm going to pray at least a year at least a year before I at least a year you know about 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 this right and um um at, at this point I don't even I don't remember exactly I had somewhat of a a uh, a similar experience that I had with Evelyn where a particular a particular sister was was impressed on my mind, and so I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about this um, for a year." And uh, I prayed about it for a year. And of course, during the year, I had all these all these uh, different signs. The Bible would open when I was discouraged. The Bible would open up to different verses. And uh, at the end of the year, I had this experience. You know, um, it was exactly a year. You know, I got on my knees that night. I prayed about this. And uh, I got up, I opened up my Bible, and it came open to, um, all things are prepared, come unto the marriage. Doesn't get more direct than that, right? Exactly, the end of my year, end of my year, that's the verse the Lord gave me. Um, so uh, I asked, I sent a proposal through the sister's elder and asked, asked her to marry me. Right. So about I don't know I don't think it was only a week. About a week later, um, I uh, got the answer back. It was no. And uh, so that was pretty pretty shocking, right? You know, when you do you pray about things, you put all this you put all this effort into praying, coming before the Lord, ringing out your soul. And he's given you, uh, you know, seems to be leading you in this direction. The answers, the answer doesn't come back the way you want. So that was that was pretty pretty discouraging, you know. And I, I, uh, I didn't know. I went and I talked to the brothers. Uh, they. Uh, sister's elder, and I said, so, you know, I, I don't know, you got any more insight you can give me into this, because I really prayed about this, I was really sincere about this, and um, the, um, the brother said, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's, maybe, you know, you should offer to move to where she is, or you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, I sense perhaps a hesitation of her leaving her home and coming to where you are. And um, I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll have to pray about that because, you know, I, I did this in faith and I really, I, I really wanted, uh, but I wanted a response that was also, you know, in, in faith. And uh, I, I told him I'd go pray about that some more. Um, so I went and uh, I I prayed about that some more and uh, so finally uh, finally one day uh, I don't know I just I couldn't take it anymore and uh, 
I said, you know, I asked, the, I, I corresponded, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to write her a letter and just say, what do you, th what, can you give me any, any expression, I, I don't know, help me, I really prayed about this, and I just, I need, I need something to help resolve this. So I wrote her a letter, and, uh, you know, the answer basically came back and said, uh, you know, I, I also prayed about this, and just, you know, it just was not my conviction, right? So basically nothing, you know, it, you know, these types of things, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're reluctant to give up these, these experiences that we're making that we really feel convicted, you know, the Lord, the Lord told me I was going to be, somebody was going to be healed, the Lord told me, told, showed me this, you know, and sometimes we're just sitting there, we're just holding on with our fingernails trying to say, oh, somehow it's going to work out, somehow it's still going to work out. And... Um, so at that point, uh, I was really, I was really, really discouraged, and um, you know, and this was, uh, um, you know. So in in the meantime, my my previous uh, my previous experience starts over overlapping here at some point, um, you know, where where uh, I didn't share it, but uh, the one experience that I had during the year that I prayed about this, the one experience I had that really didn't seem to go with this was uh, um, this dream I had. And I dreamt, um, one night I was asleep and I, I was dreaming, uh, it was near morning, um, and I, I was dreaming and I dreamt that uh, I walked into um, an auditorium, in a school auditorium, right? And this is during the time I was no longer really considering about going back to school. I was praying, praying for this sister. I was praying about that. That was where my focus was. And uh, I walked into this auditorium in my dream. And I looked around, and I started looking for my wife. And I'm sorry, I know I already told this story before I was a minister, so I hope it still can I hope, hope, hope I'm still got uh, leeway to tell this. But anyway, um... I was praying for this specific sister, and yet when I, I all of a sudden I came, the realization is, who am I looking for? I, I asked myself, who am I looking for? And I thought so hard, I tried so hard to remember who I was, who was I looking for here? And yet, in spite of the fact I was praying for this sister, nobody came to mind. No one, not a single one came to mind. Suddenly the professor came in up front. And everybody else that was milling around in that auditorium, in that classroom, sat down, and the professor started to, started to uh, have the lesson. And at that point, I sat down too. And all of a sudden, this great peace swept over me, and I woke up. And... Uh, so that kind of threw me at the time because, you know, again, I was, uh, I was, uh, I had been praying for several months already about getting married, about this other sister. I thought, you know, the Lord already redirected me away from going back to school. And uh, I, and again, all my other experiences were, this was the opposite of all of the other experiences that I had during this year, Right. Um, but after I uh, received the letter from the sister, 
I went back to this experience, or, you know, after I, after I received the answer from the sister anyway, you know, I, I went back to this experience, and like I told, like I discussed the last time here, the Lord just opened up the door. Man, I hate to say magically, the Lord just miraculously opened up the doors for me to come here to Syracuse. And, um, you know, and I, I, uh, I was here in Syracuse, and like I said, I'd had experience at camp where, you know, I was impressed that perhaps that, you know, the Lord wanted me to change directions, wanted me to marry Evelyn, but I was still, you know, in spite of the fact that I was, I was praying, I was open to that, I was, I was, uh, um, not really, I was focused on my schooling, and that's all I was really, really worried about at the time. And uh, so anyway, um, had, I'm still trying to figure out today, why did that not break my faith? What was the difference? What, what made the difference? What, what makes the difference, you know, between uh, people, you know, that, they, they have an experience where the Lord doesn't answer them the way they think, and they're, they, uh, they lose faith, they, uh, they fall away, worst case, or they are, have some type of spiritual or mental or emotional damage that they, they never, never recover from. And uh, I don't know that I have the answer to that, but I do know that if we... Listen to the Lord. If we we are able to, uh, you know, not hold on so tightly to be able to uh, release our burdens, release our our uh, lack of release our lack of trust, and to continue to follow Him. I know that the Lord can do great things in our lives, and. You know, the, uh, the final experience, or I don't know, it's not really, a, I don't know if it's a final experience, it's an ongoing experience um, about how the Lord takes these broken moments that we have and somehow reuses them, somehow takes these broken, this brokenness that we have, this, this lack of potential, lack of trust in him, this potential quote, failure, spiritual failure, and makes it into something beautiful. So about 10 years after Evelyn and I were married, uh, one day we traveled to, uh, traveled to another church, spent the weekend there, and um, one night uh, there were some couples there, and we... Uh, were asked to share how the Lord brought us together. And this sister and her husband were there. Evelyn and I were there. And so we both had our turns to share our stories, right? So this started out for me, I was feeling kind of uncomfortable here. But, um, but as we told our stories... You know, I, I saw, I could see, you know, this is how the Lord worked in this sister's life. This is how the Lord worked in my life. And 
suddenly, you know, I, when I left that evening, I was like, I was like on cloud nine. Oh, oh no, cloud ten. How Uncle Max used to say at cloud ten. Uh, anyway, um, I just really felt blessed. And I, I realized that, you know, 10 years later, I realized how much the Lord took, how much the Lord did through this, quote, spiritual failure that I thought I had, how he took the little faith, the little seed of mustard, the little mustard seed I still had left, and he made that into something beautiful, right? And it wasn't that this sister gave the wrong answer. In fact, she probably gave the right answer. She, I'm, Today, I am very thankful that she gave the answer she did. It strengthened my faith. Not only did it, did it end up strengthening my faith, but, you know, if I had not come to Syracuse, what if I had not come to Syracuse? What, I, what if I had not made the experience that I made, you know, with, with Evelyn, the children we have today, and, um, you know, how much different my life could have turned out and um, the blessings, that, uh, the blessings that, that I would have missed. And you know my uh, uh, my uh, no, I'm I'm sorry, but it's just it's a blessing now here, almost a generation later, to uh, to look back and to see you know how the Lord took this and used this. It's a blessing yet today to, to, um, to see, you know, my, my brother had also had, a, one of my brothers had also had a similar experience, and, um, you know, we were able to, to share this together. Um, but the, the, the blessings that the Lord manufactured here, even to... The next generation out of these things is, is to me, almost un, unbelievable today. And we do not know if, uh, if our faith is going to lead us to be uh, stoned, slain, or um, wandering about in uh, sheepskins or goatskins with homeless, as uh, the implication here destitute, afflicted, tormented. You know, we have believers we know from the past generation, especially those from the Eastern Europe, you know, that spent many, li many of their years in prison, right? And uh, we have, uh, they didn't seem to experience the material blessings that uh, many of us in the United States are used to, but, uh, you know, and yet their, their faith stood firm and the Lord, I know the Lord is going to bless them, uh, not only many of them bless them in this life yet, but also in the life to come, uh, where is the ultimate blessing, because those things cannot be taken away from us. The, the experiences that we make in this life are only a preparation for uh, the life that we have to come in heaven and for the blessings, the spiritual blessings that we can receive. Um, so again, as uh, you know, I, uh, again, I, I, uh, most of my life, I have shared uh, the other story uh, that I shared last time about how the Lord brought Evelyn and I together in marriage. But today, I wanted to share the 
rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. And I want to share that even in spiritual struggles and temptations and testings, that the Lord is working in our lives to make something beautiful out of that, that we cannot possibly understand. And many times, you know, in this world, we, we won't understand, you know, why did, why did the Lord not heal Aunt Jenny? You know, why did my mom get Alzheimer's? Why did my dad pass away at such a young age? You know, I sure could have used his wisdom, you know, for, for years to come here. You know, we have these things in our lives that we can't answer the reason why. Um, sometimes, though, we do have, we, we can look back and we can see, you know, that the Lord took something that we perceive to be a spiritual failure in our lives, a spiritual hardship in our lives, and somehow uh, took it and instead strengthened our faith, instead gave us uh, the uh, encouragement to go on and to, to walk through that with him and to trust in him even more and to cling more tightly to him so that he could use our lives to uh, not only to bless us but to, to bless others and uh, those that uh, may yet come here in this life. I pray that the Lord would bless this word.